0: Thanks for downloading this podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission.
1: Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting Radiolamon.com. This, this, this,
0: this is, RS3. is RS3. Part
1: of the Radio Show Limited Network. Good morning everybody and a warm welcome to what is set to be a splendid weekend of motorsport here at Silverstone. Uh, The World Endurance Championship is back for a brand new season, Season 8. 2019 2020 the continuation of the european le mans series here at silverstone as well their race is tomorrow the four hours of silverstone which is round four of the 2019 championship but back on the support bill for 2019 we had these cars a few years ago as well it's the porsche carrera cup gb My name's Johnny Palmer, and Bruce Jones joins me to my right as well. We'll be taking you through the first session for the Porsche Carrera Cup GBs right here on RS1. This is RS3, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. And indeed, RS3, as that jingle uh, quite clearly stated. I believe we're dual casting this weekend. Probably should have cleared that up before we uh, got underway. But uh, from the wing, live from the Silverstone wing, I'm delighted to say, peering out to a beautiful morning here at Silverstone. 40 minutes on the clock. We're about three and a half minutes away from the first free practice session of the weekend and just getting used to a slightly different view out of this commentary box as well because there is the skeleton of a hotel starting to sprout uh, as more and more buildings seem to be going up here at Silverstone. I know the other end of the track around the the National Pits has been a hive of activity in terms of construction as well but I'm also delighted to see that we've got a good view of uh, one of the large grandstands here which will be uh, gently getting more and more populated as we head through the course of the day. Uh, Bruce Jones This is a chance, though, for us to feast our eyes on a bit of national motorsport, effectively. And a great weekend, as far as Carrera Cup GB are concerned, because what a stage they are performing on this weekend.
0: Entirely so, Johnny. I mean, it's always an absolute delight for anybody, at any level of national club, international superstardom uh, to race on the full Grand Prix circuit here at uh, Silverstone. You talk about the buildings going up, they, the landmarks keep changing, but you look over the barriers and the circuit stays pretty much as it has. In essence, yes, there have been tweaks and twiddles over the decades here at Silverstone, but it's still what it was from 1948 onwards when it uh, swung into life by 1950, first round of that. Uh, inaugural World Championship and underneath it's still a fast flowing circuit and the drivers from wherever they hail love to come here and race and for the Porsche Carrera Cup Great Britain it's, one, it's probably the highlight of their season in fact their next set of rounds are here as well at uh, the end of uh, September before they go to Brands Hatch for the finale but the championship shaping up nicely but uh, if you're a Dan Harper fan you've got a big smile on your face he's been having a cracking championship and he comes here with Team JTR uh, really looking to continue in that rich vein of form. And, of course, all the drivers in the championship, or certainly the ones at the Sharp End, will be thinking, maybe, just one day, maybe, I could be racing the European Le Mans series. And maybe, if oh. I go well in that, of course, there's the very top of the tree, the World Endurance Championship, kicking off its new season. Happy New Year, World Endurance Championship. The new super season starts here. Not everyone aspires to the very top. Some are just happy racing where they're racing. Oh, true. But come what may, racing here at Silverstone, a sunny day at the end of August. it's, uh, it's The stage is set.
1: We have got people like Charlie Eastwood, who are former champions of the Carrera Cup GB, now regularly uh, ensconced in the uh, World Endurance Championships, raced in the ELMS in the past as well, and uh, many other names too. That, uh, ben Barker, if you go back far enough, used to race Carrera Cup GB too. Um, and then people like Matt Campbell, OK, not in GB, but Carrera Cup was the stable for him to become more and more used to a Porsche out of single-seeders initially, then got the, the interest in GTs and realised, if I can be very good in these, which he is, then you can forge a career for the next 20, 25 years.
0: And you don't have to stay at home very much either. You look at it almost anywhere around the world. The likes of Matt Campbell pop up, different teams, different weekends. One weekend, I think last weekend, Suzuka, the Intercontinental GT Challenge, he was racing in the 10 hours. Here this weekend, who knows next weekend, but that's that's the life on the road for, for these GT drivers. And as you say, if you become... A hired gun a a, a hot shoe you Mm. can be really busy but also it's not just your speed in the track on the track it's how you get on with the team how you react to your teammates normally sharing with two sometimes three teammates and uh, that is part that often gets overlooked i would state but if you're a personal person who listens to other people can impart some of the knowledge you're bringing to the show as well as your speed in the car then i think you're fairly well set so these will be rounds 11 and 12 of the season, I think I'm right in saying.
1: The last meeting was at Thruxton just a couple of weekends ago. They didn't go to Thruxton first time around when the British Touring Card Championship visited Hampshire, but I think pretty much every support package that is associated with Toker did go to Thruxton uh, over the weekend of the 17th and 18th of August. Two wins for Daniel Harper on that occasion, and it's actually... Well, you take the last six races, and he's had four wins from the last six. There was the bizarre race at Croft, which was held in wet conditions, which saw a, a Pro-Am one car, or a, yeah, a Pro-Am uh, car take victory, Carl Leonard, and he was outstandingly chuffed with that, as you would expect. And George Gamble, the other guy to, to win at Alton Park. Um, other victors was just Josh Webster, isn't it, at Donington so we've had a good spread of, of, of different cars at the sharp end of the field. But we must also not forget that there are three different categories involved in this championship. I think it's the only Porsche Carrera Cup championship around the globe that has a three-tiered system. There are usually two, and um, the titles of which have changed through the years, it's pro, pro, am and am. These days, rather than in previous years, we've had ProAm 1, ProAm 2, uh, which to be honest makes it slightly easier in that. Um, all the cars are the same spec. There's nothing at all different in the equipment being used. It's purely on how the drivers have been assessed by those that look after the championship, and that is done to make sure that everybody has somebody to race with, effectively, and somebody on an equivalent level as
0: yourself. As soon as you said that, I had to dive into my into my bag of tricks, and I uh, thought, hold on, I've commentated on a Carrera Cup Deutschland round of the Porsche Championships. They have three classes because they? they've got the pros, yes. the AMs. And the rookie class quite often that gets put german championships seem very um, keen on having the rookie class so again mm. as you say it's three sets of drivers going for their particular results but i must confess when um, preparing for this meeting and looking through the records and that that win for carl leonard really does stand out because he went down to thruxton a few weeks ago and didn't break into the top 10 so it shows how all his ducks and maybe that was a opposite with all the rain up at croft uh, were lined up well and truly for him so cars on the track at the moment we've had the, the first half dozen come past us out of club mainly staying on the circuit so far so obviously i haven't got going very quickly yet because uh, it is one of my favorite places to watch on the circuit how wide you go on the exit there's plenty of space to go and play but don't think the race officials won't notice if you've got four wheels in um, buckinghamshire and uh, none hmm. in oxfordshire um we will see how that runs out through the sorry northamptonshire at one end and uh, buckinghamshire at this end we're in the buckinghamshire end of course johnny down we in are. the wing, wing pits we're just beneath the sort of tallest part of the building uh, pit booth number, well, uh, commentary booth number 8 great view of the circuit but we can't see them until they're fully committed to the exit of club and then of course they sweep on down towards Abbey and uh, through the sweepers in the middle part of the circuit so first few cars on the circuit this is the first of their two practice sessions 40 minutes apiece so time a plenty to get a feel for the track and uh, with just, uh, just a few cars under 20 out on the circuit there's plenty of space to go and play yes and
1: the race distances um well they're normally set distances for example at Thruxton there were two lots of 20 lap races at Alton Park an 18 lap and a 15 lap race I think that was because there was a safety car on the for the Saturday race at Alton and you can bolt on as many as three extra laps into the race distance however they've toyed with slightly longer races uh, for for kind of one-off weekends in the past and i do you have, at this stage, the, the length of races on... 35 minutes. Yeah, OK. It's so um, listed here. 35 minutes. That's probably about the same sort of time that we've had through the course of the year. Let me just check the race time for, for Thruxton. Um, it was 25 minutes, actually, for Daniel Harper's second victory at Thruxton. So I just wonder whether the races have been made slightly, uh, deliberately longer, it being an endurance weekend, and these races being on the full Grand Prix circuit as well. As Bruce mentions, they're back here at Silverstone at the end of the month when the British touring cars are in town. However, that will be on the National Circuit at the um, Northamptonshire end of the circuit. And you get to Maggots and Beckets and turn sharp right and then head down the Wellington Straits. And it's uh, just effectively a circuit with three straights and four corners when you factored Brooklands, Loughfield, Cops, and uh Becketts into the equation. Exciting times for next season, though, because when the Porsches come here and indeed the touring cars come here in 2020, uh, one meeting will be on that national circuit. The other meeting is going to be on the international circuit, this end of the track, using the right-hander when you get down to the loop and over that awkward lip, and then rejoining the track to come down the Hangar Straight. So, looking forward to that uh, later on in the year. I think it's the it's the penultimate race again, but in 2020. So, already had five minutes to go, yet to see any times appear, because this is a, a long old track, 5.9 kilometres.
0: And I've also noticed one other thing, if you're standing trackside with your race programme, the numbers on the side cars, the sides of the car don't correspond with those, correspond with those in the programme. They've listed them 1 through to 17, the 17 entries, but the first car that came past had 77 on the door, so we will furnish you with the right numbers as they go about their business. That's
1: Seb Perez from memory, um, but yeah, I, we'll make sure that they're all on the screen and haven't changed changed numbers uh this weekend for example daniel harper tends to run as number 33
0: well he's just gone past he's the first car i think to go on to his first fly his first flying lap but uh, the timing beam of course is uh well let's just uh, confirm the timing beam has not been broken in front of us johnny so presumably no. that's about to be broken no, it must be broken in front of us. We're at the start-finish line. Anyhow, not yet coming up on our timing screen. Maybe we need the different page. I think we do,
1: because it says page two in the corner, and uh, these cars won't stretch on the page two, I don't think. So let's try a quick channel change. And that's changing all the other screens in the box, but not the one I want it to.
0: So bear with us, dear listener and dear spectator. Perfect conditions out. Nice, coolest morning, warming up. And uh, for the drivers at the moment, this is exactly what they want for their first of the two 40-minute practice sessions just to get their eye in, and uh, qualifying comes tomorrow. Similar, sort of 10 past 10 tomorrow, so it should be a few degrees warmer, because at the moment we're not yet uh, really past 10 past 9 in the morning, and uh, coming up shortly, just waiting for the timing screen to start working, but uh, perfect playing surface for all the drivers out on the track this morning. Just to reiterate, two 40-minute practice sessions today, they know the circuit, but uh, the of course, it keeps getting slightly resurfaced at various points, and everyone expects this to be the fastest it been yet. More grip available, therefore can press on much harder. But Dan Harper, look out for him. Six wins. He's had a win at each and every one of the meetings, the five meetings so far, um, peaking with uh, pole and fastest lap and victory in race one and fastest lap and victory in race two last time out. So he's top of the pile why do you call him daniel he's down as dan harper in some programs johnny and uh, daniel at, in other records does he have the shorter name i think he kn- he's I'm known like? as dan
1: to his friends yes but um was always known as daniel harper and janetta juniors i think you know because he was a school kid at the time and uh That's what it said on his
0: name tape on yeah, the back of his shirt he
1: said it exactly in his jumper um but yeah no, he probably has become known as dan like uh like many others that uh, have worked their way through uh, motor race, we're not going to get page one at this stage. So I'm going to hunt around on the internet to see whether we can get timing through that means instead. Um, but yeah, Dan Harper was, uh, was at brand's hatch last year. I remember as part of the Porsche festival and went out on track with Nick Tandy in that incredible Porsche 919 Evo. And Dan, Dan was behind in his little Porsche Carrera cup car. Um, it might have actually have even been a, a GTE car, but uh, it <laughs> he, he tried his best to keep up with Nick, who was just electric around the Indy circuit during that, uh, just a Sunday event that was, and uh, the Evo doing its world tour throughout 2018. Uh, but Dan is, uh, is a rising star. He's a Porsche junior driver and could very easily be the next uh, guy to look out for um, f- in terms of, Homegrown talent, shall we say, heading to Le Mans and, uh, and ACO-linked championships.
0: Not It's uh, good to bring up Nick Tandy's name, because, of course, he's a driver who's not done too badly on the old Porsche mm. beat. And last weekend, he um, spread his wings yet further. He got very excited. He was at a, a very lower almost bottom level NASCAR race and he got to call the start and he found that particularly exciting but when you looked at the footage alongside he just was wearing sort of jeans, sneakers and a t-shirt and standing on a a sort of pit apron somewhere with a microphone so not much fanfare but uh, still the buzz and of course those very short ovals uh, deeply ingrained in Nick Tandy's psyche from his very early days of motor racing. And he's he's always stayed true to his roots, which is great to see.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah that was uh, tweeted and retweeted several times on social media, and uh, I'm sure it wouldn't take much to actually find that little clip of
0: Nick starting the race. Right, I have a timing screen in front of me. Dan Harper is indeed oh, top of the time charts by... Just under two-tenths of a second from Josh Webster. George Gamble right up there as well. So the quick names, the the names at the top of the charts, the one you'd expect. Lewis Plato tucked into fourth uh, in fifth place. Jack McCarthy completing the top half dozen. Justin Sherwood, who's running in the AM class. And in fact, uh, top of the AM class, top of the Pro-AM class is Jack McCarthy just above him. So four pros at the top, uh, followed by Pro-AM and AM. Bottom of the charts at the moment carl leonard but he has a, he's sort of a lap down on everybody else we expect him to wind up he's car number uh, five we'll fill in the numbers as, as we go along so if you're standing around the around the circuit with your program you can get the right ones in the right places but it's 33 for dan harper top of the charts two minutes 5.3 seconds now half a second clear better lap that time round. josh Webster to giving chase
1: Tom Roche in the pit lane, I noticed, a Welshman, and also Seb Perez in car 77, so I was right with that number. What I don't know is, ah, I was about to say which pit lane they're using, these Porsches, but us. it is because Seb Perez has just appeared and then gone all the way through in the Amigos livery car, because he races for Amigos Redline Racing, along with teammate George Gamble, who's currently third fastest. these races do of course count towards the championship that you may well be familiar to seeing on ITV's screens through the course of the year and this is another departure uh, having raced in the past at Le Mans as well um, as an away round they weren't there this year Um, was it Ferraris this year at Le Mans or was it Porsches I'm I'm struggling to think
0: now oh crikey I've think it was ferraris Ferraris, yes
1: but they 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 always have a they tend to have a porsche year where 60 plus cars will turn up ferrari challenge year as well and often aston martins and they all tend to rotate these days as the the support category get to race on the saturday morning of the great race around circuit de la Sartre and that's the full version of the track of course Josh Webster now fastest and by a very small margin, 85 thousandths of a second in his Team Parker racing car, quicker than Dan Harper in the JTR run squad. So mentioning the name uh, Nick Tandy, that is Nick's team. JTR named after his late brother Joe and they still obviously run with those three initials in tribute to young man Joe. Their father called Joe as well, and I think they it was from him that they got the bug of racing from his uh, hot rod days on the short ovals around the UK, the Bedford-based uh, family. So we've got JTR cars, second fastest, as fifth fastest, and also 13th quickest, because one of those cars is the AM entry, currently 13th, Adam Knight at the wheel of that, and several cars now deciding to come into the pit lane, so... Uh, Josh Webster, one of those, uh, Lewis Plato, Jamie Orton coming down pit road, number 71. He is a a pro runner these days, having previously run in uh, earlier years as a pro-am car. And Carl Leonard is also into the pit lane. So I just wonder whether this is a, well, it's a bit too early for a pause in the session, considering it's 40 minutes. It would be more understandable if we were 20 or so minutes in.
0: What I sensed, actually, Johnny, about a minute or two before the cars started coming in was a lot of them would seem to be just winding it back through club, not attacking it with so much. I think so with these two 40-minute sessions, it was a real case of uh, just expiration, come in, have a little chat, plenty of time to sort things out. Number five just came past uh, relatively slowly. That's Fraser Robertson. In fact, he's slowest of all. He's rather slow coming out of club. I don't know if he's uh, decided to back it off or he simply wanted to read his pit board. Maybe his radio has uh, stopped functioning. But, of course, the, uh, the pit wall uh, sh- shown through the fence on the shady side of the circuit. But uh, right now, all is quiet. No one's come past for a few moments, so it's uh, Josh Webster top by .07 of a second from that quick time from Dan Harper early on. George Gamble in third, Lewis Plato fourth, and Jamie Orton in fifth place at the moment. Sam Brabham, car number 10, up into seventh place. He only joined the championship last time out and um, at Thruxton put in a 14th in retirement, so I'm sure I have an improvement on that. The fact he's up in the top 10 nicely there proves that that's very much going to be the case this weekend. So,
1: it's going to take a little while, obviously, for cars that have decided to pit it at this point to head back out onto track and do another best part of five and a half kilometers to uh, do a further lap but as bruce was mentioning this is the first of a couple of free practice sessions
0: so they're not going to be short of time heading into qualifying one little factor i haven't seen any messages on the timing screen but nobody's come past us for a while another car's just entered the pit lane so maybe oh well, here comes one number eight coming around the corner jtr well that's the second of the jtr cars uh that's third of the jtr cars it's adam knight he's in the am rookie class so in fact we've got four classes in some ways we've got the the rookie override it's a bit like you've got all your gears then you can have overdrive in the old days but uh we've got the rookie class but largely we'll talk about the pros the pro-ams and the ams we'll keep it as simple as possible
1: Yes, John Ferguson labelled as one of the AM rookies, but he's done many races already this year. In fact, uh, a double winner within class at Thruxton and also took victory at Donington Park earlier on in the year. So John third in the championship in the AM category.
0: And we have a spin from car number six showing us both doors. That's uh, Is that Dan Kirby, Rob Boston Racing? New entry this, to the championship this weekend. Just got it wrong, go out of club. But I said you can go over the over the the white line over the green marking beyond but try and keep two wheels on the circuit because uh, otherwise you'll start getting pinged he kept all his wheels off spun the car through 360 and has carried on all over again
1: yes and thankfully at a circuit like Silverstone mainly if you have a mistake like that there's a uh, plenty of runoff so that you can uh, have a spin and uh, sometimes quite an erratic spin and still uh, rejoin with zero damage you might have to bring a bit of gravel onto the track but there is a little bit of a lip of uh, of, of uh, area of, of asphalt there to mop up any mistakes
0: well in fact that was his best would have been his best lap but oh, he blotted annoying. his his card at the final corner and in fact he went over before you get the rumble strip before you get the black and white uh, painted curbing so his spin was really quite early on the exit out onto the tarmac and beyond back he went he's 18th out of the 19 runners Fraser Robertson bringing up the rear for red line racing he's also an am runner Top AM runner overall, though, is 10th place overall, Justin Sherwood for Team Parker Racing. 2.8 seconds off the ultimate pace set at the moment by Josh Webster, but very, very close with Dan Webster just seven hundredths of a second back and almost the best part of a second down in third fastest. For Amigos Redline Racing, George Gamble. They're the top three.
1: Dan Kirby has actually run in the Geneta GT4 Super Cup earlier on this year uh, and was run by Rob Boston Racing, so that makes sense that he stayed with that team. And come across to Porsches. But it is a category that Dan raced in last year. Did two races in the Carrera Cup GB at Snetterton in 2018. But this is an entirely different beast. I know this if we're on an airfield again like Snetterton. But uh, plenty of right foot required here. And full commitment as well. Particularly into corners at Abbey, turn one. And into Cops as well. And then after that, of course, you've got Maggots and Beckets. Which uh, will be, um, for those not used to the full Grand Prix circuit, that will take some brain training, I think, to realise quite how quickly you can go through there in one of these cars.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think you really have to build up to it. Some people, maybe a little on the foolish front, might get it right first time and then thereafter not know how they were so good and then get it increasingly wrong. But as you know, you're, a slight mistake at Maggots is uh, magnified through the next part as you get to the Beckett sweepers and by the time you get to Chapel Curve, you're possibly engaging second gear and getting going all over again. But you talked about the similarities uh, of... Airfield Circuit's mentioning Snetterton, but uh, no Airfield Circuit is light. You compare Snetterton to Thruxton, very different amount of feel, mm. and then here, different all over again. Of course, through the decades, the barriers have been pushed back, and Silverson does offer that feeling of space that the others don't offer uh, all the way around their lap. I know a lot of the back part of the circuit at Thruxton is frighteningly fast, and it just does seem to have loads of space, but space you do not want to invade, because if you, if you go to the left of the circuit out around church, you're really in trouble out there.
1: Uh, As far as the tyres are concerned, still no improvement for Josh Webster, who is still at the top, though, by seven uh, hundredths of a second, so clinging on to being fastest in free practice from Dan Harper now. And an interesting exchange between those two cars up until this point. We're not very far away from half distance in the session. 18 minutes and 50 seconds gone of the 40 So 0.070 separate Webster from Harper. George Gamble is third quickest, almost a full second slower than Webster's time in the Amigos red line car number 23. And Lewis Plato, who is no relation to Jason, by the way, number 11, the motor-based performance car of Lewis Plato, a 206.241. As Plato actually improves on that lap and now goes to third quickest and much closer to Webster and Harper's times. He's only a tenth and a half away from Josh Webster, former champion.
0: Well, we've heard the first notice on the screen, warning for not respecting track limits at turn 19, car number 25, that's Rob Boston Racing. That's Tom Roach, the Welsh racer who was fleetingly fourth. He's now back to fifth with Lewis Plato uh, getting going. Still waiting for Dan Harper to go back onto the circuit. Car 11, I've also noticed him as another person going out over the edge and beyond, also at turn 19. Final corner of the circuit, that's Lewis Plato. He did it possibly on the lap. He moved up to third place. Don't forget, this is practice. It's not qualifying, so... uh, This is a good chance to get the warnings in without them affecting them because you don't want lap times to be taken away. Dan Harper still in the pits. He's the championship leader. He's seven hundredths of a second down off the ultimate pace, but I'm sure he's just uh, biding his time considering what he wants to do to the car and then will go out. Still 20 minutes or so of this. The first of two 40-minute practice sessions here on the Silverson Grand Prix circuit. Josh Webster from Dan Harper, Lewis Plato, George Gamble. They're the top four.
1: As far as the team's championship is concerned, it's JTR that lead on 265 points. Motorbase are second, just uh, 24 points adrift. And then Amigos Redline Racing, with their two cars, are third. And there's obviously then three different championships for us to keep our eyes on through in through the the qualifying and the races Uh, Esme Hawkey currently leading the Pro-Am part of that championship Esme off the back of a full season in W series in 2019 dovetailing that with the Porsche Carrera Cup GB campaign and uh, yeah she just she is in front of Carl Lennon by just two points 78 plays 76 Jack McCarthy third on 64 Jamie Orton Uh, listed as a Pro-Am car on my stats, but he is... I wonder whether he's done part of the season as Pro-Am and then moved into the pro category but Jamie Orton definitely entered into pro this weekend as now Lewis Plato tops the times well we know that Dan Harper has been in the pits he is rejoining the track now but uh, as one of the cars was sort of out of the equation Lewis Plato making hay here I hope that that lap wasn't done as he was off the track as Bruce has already mentioned but that's an absolute best through sectors one and two and a personal best through sector three gives him a 204.955.
0: Yep, I was having a hard look. I'd say he was skirting with uh, being just beyond, but he's uh, obviously kept it together. But let's wait to see if there are any further warnings. But fastest through uh, the first two of the three sectors and still the best time in sector three. Just waiting to see who has that on the timing screens. But it's not Lewis Plato. So there is room for more improvement if he wants to continue at the top. Point one seven of a second. Very, very small gap indeed. Let's see what Dan Harper can do out of the pits. He's now fallen from first to second, second to third out to respond he's about two laps shy of his rivals because he spent more time in the pits but uh, championship leader dan harper for jtr car number 33 third fastest has to find half a second he uh, if he wants to go back to the top of the charts in this is the first of the two 40 minute practice sessions
1: and Dan harper with with pole positions already this year in fact barring Donington, he's managed to take a poll at every single meeting In 2019 at Brands Hatch at the start of the season on the Indy circuit, couldn't get a pole at Donington Park, but then was at the front of the field for the first race at Croft, for the first race at Alton Park and for the first race at Thruxton. And uh, the only reason he wouldn't have been at the lead of then the second races is because there is a reverse grid uh, scenario where it's anywhere between, I think, the top four and the top six that can be switched around. And for example, at Thruxton, Jamie Orton then found himself on the front of the grid. And,
0: and then finished 13th, I noticed from my notes. Yes,
1: yeah, that wasn't uh, particularly. I wasn't at Thruxton. I don't actually know what happened in that race, but um, it might be a, a, the typical sort of freight training effect whereby as soon as one car gets through, it's then very difficult to cut back into line at Thruxton if they're all nose to tail. Uh, but Esme Hawkey starting on the second row. Now that's interesting because suggests that uh, regardless of which class you are in, you can potentially benefit from the reverse grid. It was the top six that were reversed on that occasion. And Esme starting from the se- from the front row, Seb Perez and George Gamble on the second row, with Daniel Harper having to do it the hard way from sixth position and doing very well from there, taking victory.
0: George Gamble has just been uh, warned about track limits. He's also just uh, dropped behind Jamie Orton. So George Gamble goes back to fifth place. The order is Lewis Plato from Josh Webster. Dan Harper looking to see what he can do as his response, but his first sector time not particularly sparkling. So if he's going to try and go to the top of the charts, it's not going to happen this time around. And uh, Josh Webster, not so long ago, it did improve his time. 0.17 of a second down on Lewis Plato. Second fastest at the moment for Team Parker Racing, but motor-based performance... <laughs> Excuse me, with Lewis Plato, top of the charts.
1: All the cars run on the same control tyre built by Michelin. And I'm sure that's a tyre that is shared through many different Carrera Cup championships as well. And uh, a long-running partnership, that between Porsche and French tyre manufacturer Michelin. Just a slightly more cloud cover, I would say, outside of the wing now. And uh, taking the tinge off the bright sunshine that greeted the driver's at the start of the session, as Tom Roach has joined the session, I'm delighted to say, car 25 bright green livery for Welshman Tom Roach, who has uh, formerly run in things like the Master MX5 Championship. Then he went into Ginetta G55 Super Cup with Rob Boston and uh, Rob and Tom were fierce rivals for many seasons in Masters at club level here in the UK. And uh, they became became, become very good friends. I think they were always friends, actually, just not out on the track. And Rob started running cars for Tom. Tom filling in when Rob couldn't race. And now it's a question of Tom becoming more and more established in Porsches. But again, being run by Rob Boston Racing. And you can find Rob's cars. Also, number six, Dan Kirby, as we've mentioned. Looks like just the two cars, though, that are here uh, this weekend from that team team parker racing run josh webster and that car is still within point one seven zero of the fastest time in this first free practice session the one,
0: the one, ma- <clears throat> the one making the moves at the moment is uh, george gamble he's been uh, dotting up and down the order he's now just uh ooh, five hundredth of a second down on dan harper he's fourth at the moment but keeps on improving so The top four covers, cars covered by less than half a second. And then Jamie Orton within a second of the fastest time. That's still 2 minutes, 4.955 seconds set by Lewis Plato. Lewis had a much slower lap last time around. In fact, he's listed as his outlap, so I didn't see him come into the pits. But come what may, he's still top of the charts. 13 minutes remaining, and uh, it's very, very tight at the top. Waiting to find some improvement from those at the bottom. Fraser Robertson spent a fair bit of time... In the pits, he's trying to pick up his pace. He is bringing up the rear at the moment with Redline Racing. That's car number five. His first target would be Dan Kirby, but in fact, he's uh, some large margin behind. He's the best part of four seconds down on Kirby's time, and in turn, Kirby's over a second down on number 15, which is John Ferguson running in the AM class. These are all AM runners at the back of the field, with uh, Peter Carl Henney uh, fourth from the back of the field, also an AM runner.
1: And Fraser Robertson, uh, oh, briefly being shown as stopped on the circuit there, but that might have been just a slight timing glitch. It may also have been, uh, I'm not sure where these cars at the end of the session will actually disappear to, I would assume it's going to be the national pits. So perhaps they'll go down the pit lane in the in the heritage pits. And I thought for a second that Fraser Robertson was then go, therefore bailing out of the session very early indeed, with still 12 and a half minutes to go. But the car's still being shown on our screen as running. And Fraser having not run in Porsches so far this season but did uh, race last year with Rob Boston Racing. So it's been a little bit of a pause in proceedings as far as Porsches are concerned for Fraser the 55 year old. Formerly of the Geneta GT4 Super Cup camp. And again that long running association with Rob Boston Racing. But this weekend being run by Redline who have several cars because there's sort of two different arms to Redline Racing, Redline Proper and then the Amigos Redline Racing Squad, who run George Gamble and Seb Perez in very similar paint schemes. 23 is George's car, 77 Seb, and Seb Perez, the son of uh, Rally Driver. Um, I've forgotten his first name now. Uh, i'll look that up um but yeah the, the certainly rallying is uh goes back a long way in the family perez uh, but uh, seb getting more and more uh established into uh this level of motorsport so seb in the early stages of the year was certainly keeping tabs on dan harper but the gap is slightly worryingly large now it's up to 61 points. However, there's still a fight on for certainly third position as far as Seppores is concerned with Josh Webster and with George Gamble.
0: Approaching the final 10 minutes, Lewis Plato is winding it up. He's just banged in the fastest first sector time of anybody. He's got an advantage of 0.17 of a second over Josh Webster. Who else is also making a move? Webster's making a move. He's just put in the fastest final sector of anyone. Not such a brilliant lap early on though, but could be building up towards A big one, and no improvement yet in the second sector, waiting for that to come through from Lewis Plato. Can he keep that speed flowing? The people making the moves and gaining uh, time are those in the second half of the grid. Jack McCarthy's just improved his time. He's 10th overall at the moment. Further back down, uh, that will be Peter Carlahenny picking up the pace, and Dan Kirby's moving the target there for Fraser Robertson uh, down towards the tail of the field. No improvement in the middle sector for Lewis Plato. So uh, maybe he will not improve his tie, but he's still at the top of the charts as the sunny weather that Johnny talked about at the start of the broadcast has given way at the moment to a cover of cloud, but we can see blue sky too. But I'd say the track conditions are staying very, very similar indeed.
1: Steve Perez is Seb's father, former uh, World Rally driver, although mainly in the UK and has uh, rallied... Things like Ford Focuses, Lancia Stratos, uh, Datsun 240Zs. So, yes, big name in uh, certainly British rallying, Steve Perez. Seb Perez becoming more and more established, as I say, in the pro part of the Porsche Carrera Cup. Plato fastest, Josh Webster second fastest for Team Parker Racing. Then Dan Harper, the championship leader, third quickest, but only four-tenths of a second off the marker being set by Lewis Plato, which is a 204.9. So Webster's time, 205.1, Harper 205.3, George Gamble 205.4 and Jamie Orton 205.9. So that's the bigger margin, really. The top four are pretty closely bunched within, within half a second of each other.
0: Carl. Carl Leonard has been picking out the pace as well. He's just improved again, moved up to... It was fleetingly 8th place. Then Sam Brabham responded. Sam, now 8th fastest, only just over 1.5 seconds down the pace. So he's bedding in very nicely in the championship. Made his debut last time out at Thruxton with Team Connected and is top Pro-Am runner at the moment, just ahead of Carl Leonard. Just 2 tenths of a second between them.
1: Yes, so Pro-Am currently 8th fastest in terms of their position within the overall Carl Leonard, ninth quickest overall, and then Jack McCarthy uh, completing the podium positions in free practice. As Esme Hawkey now goes uh, much higher than everyone else in Pro-Am. Car number three from GT Marks doing a 206.319, which will put her up to sixth position overall. And therefore behind the five I've already mentioned, Plato, Webster, Harper, Gamble and Jamie Orton. So Esme Hawkey, championship leader and already showing that she's going to have some speed this weekend.
0: She did that across all three sectors as well, an improvement for her in each and every one of those. So she's obviously had a, a good chat in the pits, considered the options, maybe changed the tyre pressures and uh, really... Picking up some very, very good form. 1.3 seconds off the ultimate pace, just a whisker ahead of Tom Roach. Tom is just coming out of the pits now, so he too could find time to improve. I was looking to see if Josh Webster would go from second to first, but he's uh, spent a short while in the pits. He is now coming out, seven and a half minutes remaining. The target time, two minutes, 4.955 seconds, set by Motorbase Performance's Lewis Plato, top of the chart.
1: Now setting a personal best through the first sector is Peter Carl Henney. Also one to look out for in the AM category would be John Ferguson. Uh, personal best through sectors one and two to maybe improve a position within the AM class of which there are six cars. When you factor in the rookies and the, the sort of regular runners in AM for
0: 2019 change at the top of Pro-Am, we had Esme Hawkey now, we've got Sam Brabham back ahead, he's uh, he's almost a quarter of a second clear of her moving up into sixth place overall again, a driver who improved in each of the three sectors around the lap so he's 1.1 seconds down on the ultimate pace and really settling in very, very nicely indeed, good to have Sam Uh, back in the cockpit but coming into the circuit this morning did you see the Brabham BT62 with the new Goodyear livery looking fantastic the sort of uh, a track day car with maybe a racing future ahead of it but it looks brilliant in Goodyear colours uh, here this weekend I know I shouldn't say that this championship has Michelin tyres but I'm just trying to tie the names together
1: Yeah, that that car was uh, performing press duties, I understand, at what remains of Rockingham yesterday, and uh, there was a bit of an announcement coming out from Rockingham, as far as Brabham is concerned, I don't know how public that is yet, I'll check before I publicise it myself. No,
0: jump so, right in Johnny, but hope, that's what well, the fans want uh,
1: the, the, the future obviously of WEC is hypercar and Brab I'm very very interested in getting involved with that, I don't think in season one but maybe beyond um, when as Bruce mentioned we all thought it might just be a track day car or might be the future of GT3 and uh, we yeah, we might be talking in other areas other than that.
0: It's good talking things Porsche to have a driver with Porsche written quite largely through him uh, with Johnny Molum dropping mm-hmm. in just as the driver briefing for the WEC has uh, passed. Lots of drivers just smiling and waving as they go past. Talking about uh, championship leaders, though, as we were early on, Dan Harper now top of the table, as we expected he might be, but only by half a second he suddenly demoted Lewis Plato. Five minutes remaining. Two minutes, 4.373 seconds. Also looking to respond at the moment is Josh Webster. He's starting to wind together a very good lap indeed. Fourth at the moment, so it's Harper, Plato, Gamble, who just improved up to third place, and Josh Webster in fourth.
1: Yeah, and Josh Webster onto something possibly a bit special here. 37.5 is a very good time through the first sector. So we'll keep our eyes peeled as far as the fourth fastest car is concerned at the moment. Still got five minutes to go. Tom Roche back over the line. And remember, if you squeeze across the line just before the jacket flag, then the lap you just started will count, even though the flag may be being displayed right behind your rear wing. Three cars onto some better times, potentially, include Seb Perez, Esme Hawkey and Tom Roche in that middle order. Two of those cars are Pro-Am cars, uh, Hawkey and Leonard, and Tom Roche sandwiched between them on the timing screens, but they could all be set for some improvement come the end of this lap.
0: Yeah, certainly eyes on Josh Webster at the moment. That's uh, fastest of all in sector one, his best in sector two, and uh, those around him slightly backing off, I think, around the course of this lap, waiting for Webster to come through. Car number nine, T Parker Racing. Will that put him to the top of the charts? No, it puts him into second place. He's three-tenths of a second down on Dan Harper. So Lewis Plato, three blinks of an eye ago, was top of the charts in this. Don't forget, it's not qualifying. It's uh, practice number one, but uh, bragging rights go with the fastest time. And uh, Lewis Plato down into third place at the moment.
1: Yeah, and uh, these cars regularly get chance to do some uh, some free practice through the course of the year. I think it's less of a, a regular thing uh, away from the Silverstone circuit in this meeting. I certainly know that they have had free practice in uh, previous meetings this year, but uh, less often as Jack McCarthy's had a drama coming out of Club Corner.
0: Well, he's left his own signature, the yellow wave, yellow flag has been taken in, but he's left a, a lovely uh, rotation of rubber out there, got going together, coming past very slowly past us as he gathered his wits. Jack McCarthy, 13th fastest. I don't, know if, I don't think that was his best lap that he ruined, but certainly whichever lap it was, it didn't help at all. But he's got that out of his system now. Club corner, so tempting to try and put the power down too soon. It seems to have all the space, but then suddenly the track looks rather narrow and the uh, area outside it seems rather large, and that's where he ended up. One spin, got on his way again.
1: Three minutes of this session to go. There's another session later on today at ten to two through till half past two. So another 40 minute session qualifying for these cars taking place just after 10 o'clock tomorrow morning with their first race scheduled for five past one in the afternoon. That will be the first of two races being run on the Silverstone circuit. 5.901 kilometres and Bruce says 35 minutes for each of the races so uh, unlike the other races through the course of the year which are dictated by numbers of laps it will be dictated by the time dan harper's done an absolute best through the first sector on this lap the middle sector isn't a personal best but nevertheless he may still be able to improve on a 204.373 let's wait and see because he's somewhere in the final sector josh webster's just ahead of him on the road in fact and does not improve on that lap But what about car number 33, Dan Harper, waiting for him to appear. There he goes. And the 204.373 still stands because he did a 205.082. So in the end, 7 tenths of a second slower. And it was that middle sector, really, that did for him.
0: Yeah, and in fact, Josh Webster, who was about 10 seconds ahead of him on the circuit, also was about 7 tenths down on his best time. So two consecutive quick laps, but uh, again, it emphasises the length of a lap. A two-minute, five-second lap and uh, 7 tenths uh, would seem enormous if you were someone like Thruxton, but here it's uh, not as big around the longer lap here. Carl 77 just crossing the finish line one more time. Seb Perez, we talked to him earlier, still got a chance for one final flying lap. And uh, Seb down at the moment in ninth place overall. Harper possibly
1: wanting to improve again because he's gone absolute best through the first sector once more. So beating his previous sector one time. Couldn't hook it all up around... The full track, but depending on whether there's clear air ahead of him, there are seven cars I make it in the pits, which means it's slightly less busy out there for everyone else. The top three, though, are still circulating to try and just eke out the last bit of speed. The all turquoise coloured car of Sam Brabham going across the line in the Team Connect, Team Connect It car Number 10, which is the Pro-Am entry, uh, has led the session in that division, but Esme Hawkey now back at the sharp end in car number three and now into the top five, Esme Hawkey, for GT Marks. 52.9, much better as in terms of a middle sector for Daniel Harper. Still not his best effort, but this could be enough for him to extend the gap. Just six seconds left on the clock at the end of the first free practice session of the weekend. And the chequered flag, by my reckoning, should be being waived now as Webster goes across the line. Any improvement for Josh Webster? No. Do we see improvement, though, no, for Daniel Harper, waiting for his time to appear? 204.373 as it stands, and he does improve. It's a 204.262. That because he's done an absolute best through uh, each of the sectors that sort of uh, bookend the lap, sector one and sector three. Mightily impressive right at the death there.
0: Yeah, there's quite a big twitch from Josh Webster. He didn't get an improvement coming out of club. He was still trying, but in fact, his lap uh, was rather compromised by that. Two minutes, 6.0, but two minutes, 4.2. What a great lap there from Dan Web- Dan Harper to top the charts. Any further improvement? Still got about uh, five of the cars to come over the finish line. A good improvement last time around. Uh, Sam Brabham cementing seventh place. He's uh, 1.6 seconds down on the ultimate pace, but... Uh, is second in the Pro-Am class, because as you mentioned, Johnny, Esme Hawkey had that very good lap last time around to go fourth quickest, became fifth quickest with uh, a late improvement from one of the rivals. But uh, Pro-Am runners showing very well indeed.
1: The patchwork livery of... Um, of Justin Sherwood going across the line, car number seven, which will, by the looks of things, finish the session as the fastest AM car. So, car number seven doing a 207.455 a little earlier on that was. And Justin not able to improve on his final circuit. Fraser Robertson deciding not to uh, complete the lap and instead heads down the pit lane. And everybody else now has taken the checkered flag. So, it'll be Daniel Harper to top three practice one for the first time this weekend for the Porsche Carrera Cup GB. Josh Webster finishing just 0.429 of a second off that time from Harper. Third position to Lewis Plato. Fourth place in free practice to George Gamble. And uh, fifth place to the fastest of the Pro-Am entries. That's Esme Hawkey in car number three. And a little bit further down the order, Tom Roche's session. I got the feeling just took a little while to get up to speed. Maybe they were battling one or two mechanical dramas, but I think he'll be happy with a top five finish within class. Labeled as a pro rookie on our charts. Jamie Yorton making the switch recently from Pro Am to Pro. Car 71 finishing in seventh place ahead of Sam Brabham in the Team Connected car. And Seb Perez, uh, eighth fastest. Adam Hatfield for the Valuga squad, number 72, finishing just behind in 10th place, ahead of Carl Leonard, who was a winner at Croft. Uh, Dan Vaughan finishing 12th, ahead of Jack McCarthy, who had a spin towards the end of the session out of the final corner. Justin Sherwood will top the AM times, as I've mentioned, ahead of John Ferguson, Peter Carl Henney and Adam Knight. So there we are. I think... Uh, any major drama was avoided there for all involved, but also, you know, nothing wrong with finding where the limit is because you know to rain it back again then later on in uh, free practice too.
0: Well certainly from our commentary position we can see quite a few. were still trying to complete that lap with the best time possible and getting it wrong out of the final corner club. That is what we could see but it's all about experimentation. It looks so like the weather is set fair for today. Sun with a mixture of cloud but importantly dry weather. As I say that probably on the other side of the wing behind us will be an enormous rain cloud but I do believe it's supposed to be dry with occasional visits of showers. I think we might be lucky, though. So plenty more track time, but bragging rights, as has become the the, the form through the course of the 2019 Porsche Carrera Cup, Great Britain, Dan Harper and JTR, top of the charts. And at the end, nearly half a second clear. It was a nip and tuck the whole way through, but uh, clearly a team and a driver that really seem to know what they're doing, Johnny. Josh Webster, Lewis Plato, they look sharp. George Gamble, thereabouts. Uh, top three four of them covered by seven tenths of a second so it's competitive but really bragging rights at the moment dan harper that's free practice number one and uh, we look forward to the porsches coming out for their second session at 10 to 2 this afternoon
1: yeah so some time to gather thoughts to adjust setup and uh, then we look forward to more action from the porsches Just after the lunch break, my thanks to Bruce Jones. It's Johnny Palmer then signing off from the wing. But stay tuned to the PA here at Silverstone and, of course, to RS3 and RS1 for more coverage from here at Silverstone. This program is a radio show limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLamont.com.